0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
1: Hey guys, Ryan Spregg here, and this is a bonus episode that I wanted to share with you. All over the world, we are dealing with something none of us could have ever expected. This pandemic has hit each of us in so many ways. For me personally, I am on complete lockdown here in New York City, as I'm sure many of you are also in your respective cities or towns. So yeah, it's a little weird, a little foreign. I have never heard New York City this quiet, but it had to happen. We are in self-isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, and practicing social distancing. So yeah, this has sort of left me with a lot of free time. And I have used that time to my advantage. I created a new video series called Somewhere in the Skies, Case Files. You can watch the first two episodes right now on the Ryan spreck YouTube channel. Just subscribe over on YouTube. And let me know what you think. Let me know what cases you want me to cover and honestly how I could make it better. So back to being a podcaster, I was curious how my fellow podcasters and UFO researchers, friends, family, and you, the listener, were dealing with a situation. I wanted to know how you're spending your time, what you're researching, what podcasts you're either creating or listening to, everything. And the responses I got were overwhelming, emotional, powerful, sad, funny, and even happy. See, that's the thing about all this. There is no right way to feel. And we're all kind of on our own personal journey in what I consider a new alien planet to us. So yeah, as a podcaster, I want to produce content right now that'll help keep your minds and, frankly, my own off of this virus for even just an hour or so. You know, it's okay to step away from the barrage of news that... Is overwhelming all of us right now and honestly stressing me out. And my goal with the podcast from the very beginning was to try to educate and entertain. And I know a lot of my other podcast friends feel the same way. So you're going to hear from a lot of them today. Some of their voices might be familiar and some of them are going to be completely new. So I hope you enjoy this and thank you to everyone who contributed to this Please go support them. Check out their podcasts or their YouTube channels, their websites, anything you can to help support everyone in this very uncertain time. And just know that I'm going to be bringing you what I can when I can. And I'm just so appreciative of your time and your support through all of this. Please, please know that you're not alone. None of us are. We are going through this all together, in whatever way, shape, or form that takes. And we have to accept that, and we have to begin to move forward. We will begin to heal as a planet, but we can only do that if we work together. So please, stay calm, stay vigilant, and stay safe. And with that, I hope you enjoyed the show.
2: This is somewhere in the skies with Ryan Spread.
3: Hi, and this is Bruce Fenton, author of Exogenesis Hybrid Humans and a regular science editor on the Earth Ancients podcast. Well, in response to the question um, by Ryan as to how has the COVID-19 virus affected life and research, um, I would say that for me it's been fairly um, negligible in that... I work from home, I do most of my research online, I already homeschool my son and both my wife and I are both self-employed and work from home. We live next to the coast so we're able to go out and go walking, You know, obviously we're still respecting the um, social distancing so you don't have to walk right up to anyone, Um, but you know we've got plenty of space there on the beach for walks. We already had Some supplies we bought, we bought in additional stuff um, a couple of weeks back, so we have a month's food, you know, rations, whatnot. So, if we are needing to remain at home for a month, then we can sort of do that. Uh, In terms of the second question, what books am I reading at the moment? Podcast listening to Uh, that would be let me think. Well, I I, at the moment I've been listening to a number of books on Audible. the case against reality has been one that I've, I've really been sort of getting into. That's been awesome, and a couple of Anthony Peake's books, um, which have been really, really great as well. Uh, w- beyond that, like podcast-wise, checked out some Jimmy Church's interviews with both with um, uh, Chris Bledsoe and also with Diana Pasolka. Uh, those are really quite fast. Both of which were quite fascinating. and it's quite helpful. Uh, in terms of my research, what UFO cases am I looking at at the moment? Well, I have an ongoing interest in the Clanniclar, um UFO crash, which was back in 1983, I believe, January 1983, which was uh, it's a, a pretty mysterious event, it overlaps a lot with the Roswell story. You know, a farmer wakes up, uh, finds that about three of his fields are covered in a strange um, aluminium-like, you know, aluminium-like almost like debris and other chunks, larger pieces, uh, metal which seems to have shattered into, you know, jagged, almost broken glass-like um, features. Now, no idea what it is, so he calls up the police. The police, you know, investigate. Uh, they they call the the RAF um, crash investigation team, who then come to the scene. Can't match it to an aeroplane. They, you know, there's no radar data suggesting a plane had come through there and let it and crashed. Uh, there is then an MOD team that's brought in, and they call them off the area, retrieve all of the debris do a a big clean up even (laughs) drop down some trees nearby uh, and remove soil and all sorts of stuff it's a complete kind of you know I guess crash recovery Uh, and later on with a cover up the newspapers really don't barely cover this story I think it's featured in two newspapers at the time and then we never hear of it again uh, so I've been you know I've been looking into that one I've written up some details for my one of my websites uh, and also some of the material from the event actually um, came into my hands and that has now gone off to the US for testing so you know fingers crossed hopefully it's going to come back as Something uh, out of the ordinary, you know, it'd be great if it's a meta material. Um, but you know, even if it's just a, a peculiar uh, metal alloy that might suggest it's some kind of you know m- secret military test plane or something like that, would be you know quite fascinating as well. So, I've got that going on, of course, working on my core interests, ancient aliens, um, so being that I feature on that show and also that my upcoming book, Exogenesis, you know, is ancient alien centered. So I'm always keeping an eye out for stories on that theme. Okay, Thanks a lot. Hopefully everyone uh, weathers this storm well and we can get back to normal at some point in the near future.
4: Greetings, Ryan. Micah here and greetings to all of the listeners of the Somewhere in the Skies podcast. It goes without saying first and above all else. My heart goes out to everyone around the globe who's been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. For the majority of us, we haven't seen anything quite like this in our lifetime, barring, of course, the 2009 H1N1 virus and going further back, the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic, which more and more people are comparing the current pandemic to. And so in addition to sending good vibes and well wishes to people around the globe, I also want to thank you, Ryan, for allowing your friends and colleagues in the ufological research community to check in like this. Because in an age of social distancing, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who will bring this up, but it is important for us not to lose a sense of community. And this is one of the things that I think technology affords us. We are able to stay in touch, even if we all must stay indoors. And so thank you again for the opportunity. I hope everyone out there hearing these messages from members of the research community will please heed the warnings and the safety advisories and practice safety precautions to ensure not only that you don't get sick, but to help soften the impact of the spread over time, which is, of course, what this expression many of us are hearing now, flattening the curve, actually means. And now for the reality sandwich, you know, it's almost inevitable that a majority of people in America and around the world will be infected, as is the case during a flu season. And although not all people will be affected by it the same way, when we talk about flattening the curve, of course, if enough people are getting sick and they are requiring care, and we have limited space, personnel, resources, and other means by which we can give care, this is perhaps one of the greatest concerns that even exceeds our actual concerns about the virus and the pandemic currently underway. And so I think it's so important that we all know that we can do our part, as Ryan's doing by addressing this on his podcast. But Somewhere in the Skies is a UFO podcast, and preeminently that is our area of interest, our main focus. With my own podcasts, the Micah Hanks program, or articles, or books I write, mostly I am interested in the continuing appearance of phenomena in our skies And the human relationship to it. And over the last few months, my interest has shifted very much in the direction of history when it comes to the UFO phenomenon. Because, firstly, I think if we look back in time, and I mean well in advance of 1947, when we have the cultural phenomenon as we know it today, as UFOs, or flying saucers as they were first called, but well before they appear... In the cultural zeitgeist, if you will, if we look further back, even to antiquity, we have accounts of strange things that people see in the skies. And I do think we have to look very carefully at those reports. And while not saying, well, people were seeing flying saucers in 300 AD, we can certainly say that the phenomenon of unusual things appearing in the sky and the ways that humans interpret them is not a new phenomenon and if indeed UFOs as we know them today arrive on the cultural landscape in the 1940s. I do suspect they probably have been around a little longer than that, but nonetheless, we are applying a similar methodology when we look to the ancient past and we try to understand what were people seeing in the skies and what are the levels of interpretation that the human experience projects onto these things. That aspect of mysteries in the sky is definitely something that has been with us since time immemorial, even if UFOs and flying saucers as we have known them for the last several decades in modern parlance are not. And I think that that's an important distinction to be made. The actual physical phenomena versus the ways that humans interpret things they see in the skies and cannot identify. And in essence, I am describing the so-called psychosocial hypothesis, which is very popular in Britain and throughout Europe, a little less so where we are more nuts and bolts in our thinking here in the United States. But I don't think necessarily that we can have only one perspective or the other. I'm very much of a mind to think that there is a nuts and bolts physical phenomenon behind UFO reports, but then we also have to look at human perception and how it relates to that. And so studying history has been helpful for me in terms of understanding the formulation of ideas over time, the way that cultural attitudes and ideas change, and how humans have a tendency to project those things onto unusual experiences they may have. And as many historians have said, we study the past so we better understand the present and ourselves and what role we play in it. I think that that goes for ufology as well as the current pandemic With any luck, we can take the lessons that history affords us and we can apply that to what we do today. And by doing so, we are more well-informed and better equipped to solve the problems we face. So, as we live together here, currently in rather problematic times... Let's not forget two things. We are living and we are able to overcome these problems with intelligence and with compassion and cooperation. So my very best to all of you in these trying times. And let's keep our eyes on the skies and not forget the things that we enjoy and that we love to study, as well as those things that are most important to us in times like these. Thank you, Ryan, and all of you out there in the Somewhere in the Skies listenership. Stay well, stay indoors, and stay safe.
5: Hey Ryan, this is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report, and I wanted to talk a little bit about how the COVID-19 virus has affected my research and how it's affected uh, my daily life. Since the COVID-19 virus has come to the United States, it's changed, you know, a lot of people's paradigms in such a short period of time, so it's been hard for me, myself, to focus on uh, UFO-related topics, and I think these past couple weeks, you know, as we've kind of gotten, you know, more acclimated to staying at home and acclimated to the the new normal, kind of move forward now with my research. You know, I'm a researcher, I'm also a, I also am a reporter for the Fringe FM, and uh, I have to look at current events. I look at current events all the time, so... What's happened is uh, the COVID-19 virus really got into my head. So I needed to take a moment and refocus. And now um, I plan to unplug from, you know, the internet, from media, so that I can focus back on my research. And now that I'm unplugged and I have more time, I plan to get into some Roswell books. I have Crash at the Corona and The Day After Roswell. You know, I'm a big UFO history buff, so I love studying vintage UFO uh cases, and I love studying uh, what the government has studied about UFOs. So I'm really happy to be changing, you know, the thought of being stuck in the house to you know being productive in the house and using that for my research you know it's great to have all this time you know when i was a kid i was a huge fan of the twilight zone and i always remembered this episode um time enough at long last and you guys might remember it too it's where the guy finally has time to read all the books he's always wanted to read and it's you know the end of the world and he steps on his glasses so he can't read them i have an extra pair of glasses just in case because that's not not going to be me. And uh, as far as podcasts, for the past three weeks, really, like, my brain has just been stuck on this COVID-19 thing. Initially, you know, it was so hard. But now I think as we're kind of hitting normalcy with this... I can really sit down and listen to some podcasts that I haven't had time to, you know, prior to this. So, you know, I'm planning to get into some Richard Dolan, um and I love Somewhere in the Skies. There's just so many podcasts to get into, but those two are my favorite UFO ones. I'm just really looking forward to Shifting Gears and getting back into what I love to research and what I love to talk about. And that's UFOs. Uh, Thank you so much, Ryan, for inviting me to be part of this. Um, Stay healthy and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you.
6: Hey, Ryan, Dean Aliotto here. Um, Hey, man, I don't think I can do this in five seconds. I don't think that's nearly enough time to. Oh, I read that wrong. Sorry. Five minutes. I can do five minutes. Um, Hey man, I hope that you are doing well and staying safe and sane. What am I doing during these times? I am working on my documentary, which, surprise, surprise, it's about UFOs and aliens. Um, I've been chipping away at this bad boy for about a year and a half. I've got 30 interviews done, I've got 10 more to do, and was hoping to get those done before I started editing, but unless I can do these interviews in hazmat suits, it's probably so I am now pivoting to editing, which I began last week and is going very well. So very excited about that. And the podcast I'm listening to during this time to keep safe and sane, obviously, somewhere in the skies. I'm also listening to my buddy Martin Willis's podcast. Podcast UFO. Always always good. Also enjoying Edge of Reality. Lee Spiegel. Got hip to that recently. And Open Minds listening to the archives with the wonderful Alejandro Rojas. Radio Mysterio. Mr. Bishop, you need to get your butt back out there and start uh, podcasting. We need more material, especially now more than ever. I would like to say that I think if there is a a silver lining in all this, maybe a sliver of a silver lining or not so small, a sliver is Mother Earth. We now will have empirical evidence that all the movement and, and craziness that us humans do does affect the planet. Um, If you look at before and after footage of China, um, before the virus hit and after, uh, you'll see much clearer skies. You can actually see the the sun. And Italy, this is insane, dolphins have been spotted in the Venice canals. They've returned to the canals. This is something that they used to do way back when. But with all the traffic and stuff, they've avoided it forever. And so they've returned, which is just crazy. So I'm hoping that we can look at and see changes that we need to do to step up. And so, you know, maybe Mother Earth is uh, needing a rest for her own lungs. And lastly, I just want to say to you and your listeners, be kind to those you are shacked up with. Patients can get a little bit <laughs> short living in a confined space, uh, much like having a cellmate. And just realize that this isn't going to last forever, that we will get through this. These times uh, usually bring out the best and worst in people. And so, be one of the best. Be kind. That's it. I am looking forward to seeing everyone on the other side of this and keep watching
7: the skies. Hello, Ryan. Thank you so much. This is Chant Hannah um, for having asked me what I'm doing during this period of time. Um, Just to share a little bit about myself, I am a co-host with uh, Frank Stalter for a talk show called you found the UFO News Network, and we cover the UFO and other phenomena topic regularly. I hope everybody is uh, first and foremost in a safe place, that they're happy and healthy. Um, I myself have been practicing social distancing and um, not having any contact with anybody outside of my home during this period of time. I have been uh, busy putting together a panel that includes a neuroscientist, an astronomer, a nurse a family practitioner, two forensic analysts regarding photos and videos for a well-known UFO organization, a veteran UFO researcher, a veteran police officer, all to talk about the COVID-19 and uh, topic and a few other trending UFO topics this year. All of these people are well-known in the UFO community, uh, both nationally and internationally. Um, That show will be on this Sunday at noon Pacific time, If we go live, if not, it will be published a few hours thereafter. I also do my own UFO-related research on UFO-related documents that have been circulating around the UFO community for about a year now. I still interview folks related to those alleged docs, which I'm doing right now during this period of time, to ensure I have as much information as possible to provide the public on those conspiracy-laden docs. I also keep in contact with some members of the UFO community daily by Skype. We talk about the UFO topic and COVID nineteen regularly. These people are icons in the UFO in the UFO community and have a lot to contribute to the UFO topic. But for now, um, some of them have decided to pull back from the UFO community to take a hiatus um, to take care of their families and personal goals before going back to the UFO topics they covered. Um, with such passion and activity in the past so um, I guess that's basically it for now but um, instead of um, spouting statistics and citing news articles um, that are trending right now on the COVID-19 topic mainly because by the time anybody hears what I have to say it will probably be outdated because everything changes almost by the hour regarding the news on this topic i just like to talk about it in a global way and say i really think that we are going to head towards a resolution regarding um with hand in hand with the pharmaceutical industry and uh, that uh, this uh, virus may actually stay with us for a while because uh, it may actually waffle between the northern and southern hemisphere according to temperature and uh, So um, during flu season, yes, we might actually see this virus kick back up again. But by then, I'm hoping we'll have, you know, a vaccine or multiple vaccines to be able to attack this virus to uh, neutralize it. Anyway, I certainly hope that everybody is uh, doing well. And I thank you very much for your time and God bless everybody.
8: All right, Ryan. You asked me... How I'm coming along, how I'm doing, what is my process during this viral winter we're living in, how do I address it? You know, I've been trying to write something for the last three weeks that speaks to not just my personal experience with what's going on right now with COVID-19. But that has some sort of encouraging message t- to my listeners, and and I haven't been able to do it until earlier this morning. I sat down, I reflected about how I've been handling this internally. What have been the effects reflected back onto myself? And. I realized that one of the things I was doing was adding a lot of pressure to my life to produce content, to write, to explore, to read, when sometimes I didn't want to do anything at all. And I realized that the opportunity was now presented to me to just do nothing. And Ryan, there was like something so liberating about coming to the realization of that that to even be civilly responsible to be a good neighbor was to do nothing was to stay out of it was to quiet my voice for just a little bit you know my grandmother used to have a saying she would say if you're only talking you you can't listen. I don't know if that's exactly how she said, and she probably said it a couple different ways. But I think I'm I'm learning that. I'm trying to feel that right now. There's so many people that have it so much worse than me. I'm just trying to explore the esoteric and finish some books, reread some Keel. In a really, you know, sort of temperature-controlled, full-fridge, a lot of streaming entertainment type of environment. And I think a lot of us are, are so goddamn lucky in this. On top of that, once you start to realize that we're doing this together... That we're not alone, that we're in this land of surreal possibility. I mean, that's something to focus on, that's something to think about, and I think it's something to remember. So how, how am I doing uh, during this time? I don't know but those are the things that I'm considering. Those are the things that I'm thinking about. And I hope everyone is staying safe and warm and healthy and dry. This has been Jim Perry from the podcast UFOMET. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or at UFOMET.com, U-P-H-O-M-E-T.com. Thanks, Ryan.
9: What's up, Ryan? This is Danny Silver from SilverRecord.com. How has my life changed? It's actually gotten busier. Um, I haven't had a lot of downtime. I'm not able to quarantine very much. My job is still going on, so I'm still working my day job um, in some form or fashion. Uh, don't call me a hero. I'm no hero. I'm no healthcare worker, but I have to go to work still. Um, but I'm kind of envious of everyone that gets to stay home and, and chill. But... Uh, as far as what I'm listening to and what I'm doing, is, it's kind of the same old thing. I'm following leads from my website, trying to write blogs. Um, I'm listening to Coast to Coast AM when George Knapp is on. I'm listening to the Mystery Wire podcast. Um, I'm reading the Mystery Wire website. I'm listening to your interviews with Diana Pasoka, your interviews with Leslie Kane. Um, I'm listening to the audio of how uh, put off on the East Coast, his speech. Um, and I'm reading some books here and there. Um, other than that, um, I'm just, I'm busier than ever. And I hope everyone is staying safe during this time. It's unprecedented, crazy stuff going on, but, uh, we're going to get through it. And, um, Ryan, I just want to say thank you for including me in this and, uh, keep doing what you're doing, bro.
10: Hey Ryan, this is Bryn Hand, and for those of you who might not be familiar with me, I am the co-host of the Hysteria 51 podcast, and Hysteria 51 is a podcast that we talk about all the weird things of the world, aliens, UFOs, mysteries, paranormal, the unusual, the unexplained, all that, and me and my co-host, John Goforth, we taking every man approach to these topics and trying to interject some fun while actually doing some deep dive research into figuring out what actually happened. And that has been a little bit harder to do as of late because we are quarantined. I am coming from Chicagoland in my quarantine bunker, also known as my house. And it's been a little bit trying. Right when this kind of broke out, Illinois was one of the first states to actually do a shelter in place order. So... I am about 10 days in, and my wife is working from home. I'm working from home. It's been an interesting change to life, to say the least, because I can't go out and do a lot of the research that I'm used to doing. I can't go out and get with my co-host and record, so that has kind of thrown a wrench into my everyday life. And it's so funny how you become a creature of habit, and when anything is changed, You feel like your world's falling apart. I saw a meme on Facebook yesterday, and it's like, I'm calling a liar on all those people that posted that picture of uh, that uh, cabin by the lake. And I just want to go and live here for a month with no technology. Yeah, right, because we're a weekend and everyone's like, I'm dying. I can't do it. But it's definitely affected a lot. And... I guess it's for the best, though, because we need to uh, definitely stave off any type of people getting sick. And I'm actually one of the people that I actually know some people that have COVID-19 in my family. And I have a nephew who's also quarantined right now because his grandmother and great uncle have COVID-19. So it does happen and uh, something to be taken seriously. But I have used this time working from home and being stuck at home to kind of do a lot of deep dive. We're, We're working right now. I'm doing an episode on Billy Meyer, and it's been a fun... I don't know if fun is the word to use, but we've done a deep dive into the history and mystery and just uh, craziness that is Billy Meyers' life. And just the, I hope not to uh, be any spoilers here, but the god awful claims and pictures and just nonsense that he's spewed into the world. And that is actually coming out on Hysteria 51 next week. So it'll drop on Monday, the, I guess it's going to be the 30th. So looking forward to that. It's almost done. We've almost got that all buttoned. Together, but it's been a deep dive, and I guess this has actually helped us be able to do that a little bit more. But outside of that, that's been—I mean, we always have a few irons in the fire here, and we usually are recorded ahead. And I've got about five other shows in different stages of research. But Billy's kind of taken up the bulk of that. Billy and Michael Horn, his his henchman or goon or whatever you want to, his his talking piece here in America. But I've also been doing a lot of just personal research here. Uh, I've almost finished one of my favorite books uh, by Jim Mars, Alien Agenda. I've read it a few times and I've been reading back through it and if you're not familiar, Jim Mars is just a, a fantastic author journalist, he he talked a lot about JFK you know, his book was the basis for the Oliver Stone movie, JFK and man, he does some deep dives and this is a great book Alien Agenda, if you're looking into the whole alien visitation they manipulate things field, it's a, it's a great breakdown of thoughts and theories and I don't agree with a lot of it but I think he puts it forward in a fantastic Light. so alien agenda is a great I, I would say jumping on point to intermediate it's not an advanced book if you're into this stuff but it's a great read and also another book that i've been reading right now that i'm kind of chewing through is pale horse rider you know i, I did many years ago I read Behold a Pale Horse and then I did an episode on William Cooper, Bill Cooper and the book. Pale Horse Rider" is kind of a look at that book from Mark Jacobson and it's another look into conspiracies and how they've shaped the world and it dives into things like hip-hop there's interviews with Old Dirty Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan in there before he passed and things like that and how thoughts of the Illuminati and these just crazy conspiracies trying to, to wrap my head around how they fall into the cultural zeitgeist is is a trip so that's something i've been working on and just trying to stay as busy as possible during this time with COVID 19 and stay healthy so hopefully you guys are staying as busy as i am because i have used this time to kind of buckle down and get some work done and not get sick that's the goal right so thanks a ton for listening to me ramble and i look forward to seeing you all when the world gets back to normal
11: Hi, my name is Andrew Sanford, and I am a writer and performer and podcaster and occasional cryptozoologist, depending on who you ask. And I am currently social distancing as I live in New York City, which was hit very hard by the COVID-19 outbreak. And I was happy that Ryan asked um, what I have been doing to keep busy, because the answer is not. Much. No, I've been doing something. I have uh, been watching lots of movies uh, with my wonderful wife, who has been very patient with me during this time. Um, I have been working out a lot, um, more than usual, even. No big deal, it's whatever. Um, I have been trying to write on occasion. I've been playing a lot of video games. Um, We watched, my wife and I watched Tiger King on Netflix and then took a photo shoot dressing up like some of the characters. I dressed up like Joe Exotic. If you know, then you know. If you don't know, watch the series, then find me on Twitter at Sanford Minus Sun and see the photos for yourself. I also put out a challenge on um Instagram and Facebook to get people to self-tape monologues. I self-taped myself doing a monologue from the outsider. And then I put up a challenge, which if you'd like to do, you basically do a two- to three-minute monologue. Uh, you post it on social media, tag 10 of your friends to do the same, and you use the hashtag social distancing self tape. Ryan, I may as well just go ahead and challenge you right now to do the same. Go right ahead, do it. Um, and it's been... It's it's an interesting time to live in. I had to wake up the other morning at 6.30. Not that people don't wake up at 6.30, but my schedule's been all off. I woke up early to go to the grocery store at 7 a.m. because I wanted to go at a time when other people were likely to not be there. And that ended up being the case, which was nice. Uh, I would be lying if I said that this was easy uh, for or my day job.
9: Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com/QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term
12: Medical Plans are available for these changing times
0: Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
12: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
11: I right know all Broadway theaters are shut down, so there's been that aspect of things. I haven't been able to get my uh day job wages or anything like that and i have been you know moods go up and down but you just try to keep a positive attitude you listen to somewhere in the skies uh with Ryan Sprague, and you get through it um so it's it it is it is an interesting time to live in it is a pandemic but you find things to do you just try to keep busy and keep positive and think about the old days and if you want to think about the old days you should maybe go ahead and check out the podcast Half-White Son of a Black Man and listen to some horror movie reviews and uh, me and a group of incredibly funny people making fun of the news of that time which was much funnier uh, than it is now Um, so Ryan thank you for asking me to do this Uh, keep being awesome and I'll talk to you soon and, and all of you keep listening to Ryan And like and subscribe and leave a 5 star review Because it gives him more visibility So go do it, because you like this show So, you know, go, go do it I can wait I'm not going to wait, this is supposed to be less than 5 minutes But you know
14: Hi Ryan, it's Michael McMillan From Bigfoot Collectors Club uh, I'm sitting here in my apartment In quarantine next to my dog Who's chewing on an antler uh, Chew And uh you might hear the drone of the neighbor's television through the ceiling upstairs well i'm hoping that all this time uh, alone will lead to more time for research you know doing a podcast each week we tend to uh you know research one thing interview a guest and then move on to the next thing i've had a stack of books uh, growing on my desk and on my bookshelf over the past couple of years doing the podcast that um, some I've read, many I haven't, and I'm getting to dig into those now, uh, starting with uh, The Mothman Prophecies by John A. Keel, which it's a crime I haven't read cover to cover uh, in the past, and I'm finally doing now uh, for the podcast. And um, there's a bunch of... Uh, documentaries I've backlogged that I'm going to get into. And I'm, I guess I'm just taking this time to immerse myself more deeply into the world of the unexplained. And I certainly have more time to explore white rabbits in my own mind. Uh, hopefully they don't lead to madness. But um, yeah, it's been, I'm trying to keep zen about it and uh, just trying to take this Uh, Time uh, and use it as an opportunity to get better at crafting Bigfoot Collectors Club. Um, I'm thankful that you're out there putting out shows, and uh, I know your listeners are as well. So uh, I look forward to spending this time with all of you. All right, take care and be safe. Bye.
15: Hey Ryan, it's uh, Scott and Forrest. We wanted to send you this clip today that you requested, and just wanted to quickly let you know Forrest is not able to get into our studio today, so I'm recording him via Zoom, so he's going to be a little tinny compared to how it usually is, but we are. Everyone's tinny nowadays. Yeah, that's (laughs) just the way it is, but uh, anyway, and you asked a little bit about COVID-19, and I will say that it has affected us. I guess just in terms of like my whole family is home and a lot of people are using bandwidth. My wife is doing 14 person Zoom meetings and my son's in the other room screaming at his friends on his iPad. So there's definitely more stuff happening in the household, but I'm glad my family's all together, especially considering that we are technically bicoastal. So it was nice to be able to get my wife out of Los Angeles and with me here in Greensboro. But I've also noticed that a lot of the software we use, both for recording audio across the country that Forrest and I use, plus uh, Zoom, a lot of it's having issues, I think, because it wasn't set up for the entire world to suddenly be using it at once. <laughs> so, I mean, it's doing okay, but no, that's
0: we're we're getting by. But to that point, I haven't noticed much of a difference at all. <laughs> Other than uh, if if I have to go to the store, but I haven't been doing that. I you know because I usually am fairly self sequestered anyway. So with our research and our recording, since Scott has moved to the east coast we're recording remotely anyway stitching it together and it sounds pretty good anyway and so our research is all done on the computer of course at home while we're working and then we get together to record and I uh, go to our studio then and uh, other than that it doesn't really seem to be all that different.
15: So you asked us about UFOs and what kind of stuff we're doing right now in terms of that research. We do have some shows in the pipeline, and uh, Forrest has been listening. Forrest, what are are a couple of his episodes that you were talking to me about a few minutes ago?
0: Yeah, well, Ryan was asking us, uh, how have we been passing the time with our research? Have we been hindered, or are we looking into anything more UFO-related and what books we're reading? Well, and actually, I've been doing this for the last few weeks, even before we were on a Semi-Lockdown here is listening to a few episodes of Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. And particularly, it's relevant here because of MJ Benias's interview with the new owner of Skinwalker Ranch. So I wanted to hear uh, Ryan's interview with M.J. Benias, and it's really fascinating behind the scenes. And also that Vice article came out, uh, I think, last week or uh, two weeks now. Yeah,
15: That's an amazing article.
0: Yeah, and that's called, I guess, or I guess the title of it is called, uh, This is the Real Estate Magnate Who Bought Skinwalker Ranch a UFO Hotspot. And that's on Vice uh, under their motherboard Tech by Vice series there. And so we, of course, covered the subject a few years back on our own podcast and are intensely interested in any new developments. So this was quite a scoop, as they say, for MJ Jiminius. And if you want to hear uh, how that came together, I highly suggest listening to Ryan's episode on Somewhere in the Skies.
15: Yeah, I'm actually trying to get in touch with Mr. Fugel myself. I do have a lead on that because I have friends that actually know him, believe it or not. So, But uh, uh, as <laughs> you ask how COVID-19 affected us, they were just about to make an introduction for us, but they live in Seattle, and they've got bigger fish to fry right now. It's just crazy. They're actually in the neighborhood That's one of the first hotspots in the United States. So, uh, But I am looking forward to possibly being able to interview him. That's not a done deal, but uh, I hope it might be on the horizon for us. So that that should be pretty exciting if it works out. But like Forrest said, we're always working on stuff, and we're continuing to work on stuff, keeping our um, research going as much as we possibly can. And we just happen to have a two-week break right now because it was supposed to be my son's spring break. All our plans got canceled for that, so... We're just uh, staying home and trying to keep it moving, I guess.
0: Well, in in relation to uh, keeping on working and doing the the same things, I do wonder, because uh, Brandon Fugles, uh, the new owner of the Skinwalker Ranch, what he was talking about is that really, and I got this from MG Bernais himself and speaking with Ryan, is that their real main goal for the ranch is just to collect data not do some of the more uh, edgier experiments and stuff, but just kind of collect the data. So I do wonder uh, during these trying times here for the rest of us, what the activity on the ranch, is it spiking? Is it going into a lull? Is it proceeding normally? I would really love to see that trend of data. Do we really find any kind of difference to what seems to be going on? Because as as it's said in the interview, it's like when you spike up activity, at the ranch or, or disturb things the activity goes up when you leave it alone like a beehive the bees quiet down I'll be fascinated and the, Scott and I will both be listening closely to see if there's any new developments
15: yeah so uh thanks again for having us on hope this uh adds to the show and not detracts from it we'll be listening <laughs> take care man
2: hey Ryan hey everybody out there in podcast land This is Angela, aka AC, for those of you who know me as that. Most of you might not know me at all, but if you've ever been to the To The Stars retail shop in Encinitas, California, I might have met you there. Hopefully we had a great conversation, exchanged some high fives, geeked out over some weird shit over music, uh, and hopefully you just had a great experience. But I'm coming to you from lovely San Diego on lockdown during this weird time. In the world, um, I appreciate you asking me to be a part of this, Ryan. I'm really interested to hear uh, what everybody else has to say on how this has been affecting them and their lives, and their research and their work and um, everything. I know everybody's going through something different, which is very interesting to me. There is no, uh, you know, rule book on how you're supposed to feel ordeal with a global pandemic so i know that people are you know experiencing anxiety and stages of grief uh, and all of that kind of stuff um so check in with your feelings mental health um take care of yourself it's it's a strange time you know and we have technology so we can all connect through that uh which is a wonderful thing So, yeah, as far as TTS goes, um, we were shut down pretty early. We shut down the headquarters and the retail shop um, around like the 13th or 14th or something, I want to say. But our core group that works out of the office, we've just been working from home. We're all in close communication. Uh, We're just doing our best to kind of keep the ball rolling, as they say. Um, Everybody's staying positive, as far as I can tell. Uh, We have a great captain. Who has actually been on lockdown for the better part of the year working on the New Angels record, uh, which he's super excited about. So that makes us all really excited. Um, and he's, you know, he's a positive, funny guy. So he's been, you know, he keeps us positive and uh keeps us laughing. So you can't ask for more during these kind of times. Um as far as me personally, I've been playing a lot of drums. Um, obviously have been, you know, getting work done and, uh, been trying to catch up on all that paranormal entertainment as well as that bonkers Netflix show about the Tiger King. If you haven't done that yet, I highly recommend it. It just gets weirder and weirder every episode. Um, I'm on episode four right now, so highly recommend Um, But as far as, uh, you know, UFO stuff, I've been catching up on Project Blue Book season two, which is um, an interesting season so far. Um, They've been throwing the kitchen sink of cases in, it seems like. But, you know, it's entertaining and it's it's a good show. I'm a couple episodes behind, but I'll catch up soon enough Um, Greg and Dana Newkirk uh, have been putting out great paranormal quarantine content every day for museum members. So if you are not a museum member, uh, I highly recommend, you know, checking them out. And they're they're doing like live investigations. And Connor was live on the Facebook group yesterday doing like a secret cipher of the UFOnauts thing, which was I need to dive into today because I missed it last night. Um, But they're putting out all kinds of great content, and they're great people. So that has been super fun to do. Uh, But definitely go support Greg and Dana and the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult if you are into paranormal things. They're good people. Catching up on all my podcasts, your podcast, Ryan, um, our other buddy Jason McClellan, Unknown Podcast, You Rogue Planet Crew. Um, yeah, Kindred Spirits, the TV show, I've been heavily into that lately. Um, Adam Barry and Amy Bruni and the legendary Chip Coffee, who I've been following since Paranormal State days. Um, yeah, Kindred Spirits is a great show. Um, yeah, I don't know, man, it's, it's been a, it's a weird time. I'm thinking about all my creatives, my musician friends. And Ryan, I know you work on Broadway and, uh, you know, this has just really hit the entertainment community really hard. But if I know one thing about entertainers and creatives is that we always find a way and uh, everybody that's doing live streams and kind of finding a way to connect with their audience and their art is so uplifting for me and it just, it warms my heart. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's how it's going in San Diego. Uh, I hope everybody just, just stay well, man, stay healthy, take care of yourself again, take care of your mental health, take walks. If you can pet a dog, pet a dog it is the best advice I can give you.
16: Howdy folks. And I hope all of y'all are doing wonderful. Uh, and yeah, that's right. It's me. It's Cam Hale, one of the hosts of, uh, expanded perspectives podcast, and you're listening to uh, Somewhere in the Skies with my amigo, Mr. Ryan Sprague. And Ryan posed a very interesting question to me and asked if I would do a little little uh, chit-chat about it. So I wanted to cover it real quick. And he had asked me, in this time of madness, of course, let's all, you know, Ryan's in the middle of all this. Uh, in this time of madness with the, the COVID-19 If anything has affected my life and my research and things along those lines for doing our show, no, in a a way, it's not affected my life per se. Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, My wife works for the county that we live in here in Texas and has for the last 25 years, and she works in the court systems. So the only thing that's really changed in, in our lives as far as her job is that she's now closed to the public. The public can no longer come in and out of the office. Uh, My daughter is a college student. My oldest son, my son is much older. He's grown, has a business of his own. It's not affected him. But uh, my daughter's a college student. Of course, now all of her classes, she had a few that were online. All of her classes, of course, now are online. But it is difficult for a a 19-year-old girl, you know, to be off for spring break and not be able to pretty much leave the house and go do anything. My job, on the other hand, actually changes none. Uh, I work for the municipality in the utility department uh, in the town that we live in, and I work in the uh, the, actually the water side. And uh, what I do is I am quality control for the water plant. So I have to do a lot of labs, water labs and water sampling daily that has to be done per the state and per regulations. So my job changes little to none at all, and nothing really sidelines my job. As far as using my time for research, I am I'm actually dedicating a lot of time to more stories for our podcast, more work on YouTube, working on live streams, working on things that I maybe let get away, get carried away from me, and, and let my outside life kind of cloud. And I didn't really use my focus properly. Whereas now, uh, this has kind of helped me refocus. And I, I if anything. That's kind of what I'd want to share with everyone is one of these things is everybody. I think it's not a good thing, of course, that we have this, but it's a good thing that we are refocusing our attention on our lives and not so much of go, go, go. Uh, I feel like too many people go too fast And they're in a race and they don't know where the end of the race is. And so you end up speeding by a lot of really good moments in your life. So this is one of those things, you know, enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your time with your friends. Enjoy your time learning new things, things like that. Speaking of learning new things, uh, there are a lot of UFO stuff that I am catching up on. I've kind of let that slip too. I'm reading a lot of Nick's new books and of course I'm keeping up with Ryan here. And that's one of those things that I get spoiled. If I don't have time, of course I tune in and listen to, to Ryan and find out what he's talking about. And then he gives me ideas and points me in other directions for, for any kind of ufology. And I really thoroughly appreciate that. And and I appreciate all you listeners for supporting us and, and supporting everyone that's, you know, content creating and podcasting. And we in turn are trying to do our best to give you some entertainment during these times as well. And if there's one other thing that I could leave everybody with, I want it to be this. I appreciate all the posts for first responders, for the firefighters and the nurses and the doctors and the EMTs and all those people in the front lines. I appreciate everything that they do. And I appreciate everyone that supports everything that they do. But there's one group of people that never get mentioned. It doesn't matter what goes on. It doesn't matter what's happening. Could be hurricanes, could be wildfires, could be anything. And you never hear a mention of what they do selflessly in, is that a word? Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, in a, in these situations. And that is the men and women in the utilities department. Those that keep the water, the wastewater and the electricity going in the towns at this time of need. We don't get time off folks. We don't ever stop. It's a 24 seven job uh, I can't stress how much only those that are listening that have anybody involved in that understand it doesn't matter what's going on. There has to be clean water. Human waste has to be taken away. And, you know, there needs to be electricity. These are the things that have to happen. So when you're doing all that tossing out there, don't leave out those guys. Those are the guys that truly... My guys, never we never get spoken about. We never get talked about in the papers. We never get talked about on social media. So when you're throwing your thoughts and prayers around and, and thinking about all that, don't forget about the guys that help prop up everyone else, that help keep the... Of course, I'm a little biased, and I understand, but we also, you know, we got to keep the lights on and the water flowing, and that's the way this works. Everyone, thank you for everything that y'all have done, all the support you've given everyone. Let's get through this together. Let's put our heads down and let's support one another and let's show everyone what we're doing to make the human race as great as it can be. And I appreciate the chance to come on here and talk real quick. All of that much love to everyone listening. Y'all take care. Keep yourself healthy. And we will talk to you all later. Peace.
17: So, this is Alejandro Rojas, and really, I'm kind of reinventing myself at the moment. Um, you know, one of my big goals in getting involved with all of this 20 odd some years ago was really for the mainstream to take this seriously. I was a journalism student. I saw that there was a lot of credible information to show that there was a genuine mystery, and that the military felt that this was a genuine mi- mystery. Uh, when it came to UFOs, and you know, it's happened in the last couple years. You know, I've been covering it fairly closely, as as had to have you, Ryan, and others. And I uh, now this topic isn't as taboo. You know, the Navy is out saying it's a they take it seriously, uh, the Pentagon and others. So now. You know, there are some stories I want to tell as far as the history of things and how we got here. I've got a couple books in the works, so I'll probably go that route. I've also moved. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, there's a job I I was, I thought I was going to get that I didn't. So I'm kind of looking for something that way. But as far as Corona, um, you know, I think that it's something that, We need to take very, very seriously. Uh, We have models of how not to do it and how to do it uh, in other countries where it's spread sooner. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, we're following along the route of how not to do it. Uh, But luckily, at least people in California and and um, a lot of. People close to me, my family in Colorado, have been taking this very seriously and staying home and staying inside to make sure that we don't um, infect others. You know, there are people, of course, you could be carrying it even though you show no symptoms. But I think everybody would feel really badly if you go visit your grandparents and it turns out that you were a carrier and they get it and they don't make it. I think, unfortunately, um, All of us are going to be affected over time, uh, looking at how this is headed. And unfortunately, probably many, if not all of us, are going to know people that um, perhaps even pass. Uh, It's really scary and it's really sad. But I think that, you know, we have to be thinking about others before we think about our pocketbooks. And um, it is kind of like a war in that we all have to kind of roll up our sleeves, get into the trenches and do the really hard things that are needed right now in order to uh, make sure people are safe. And that the difficult part is that um, things are going to change. Nobody knows what it's going to be like when all of this is over, but no doubt it's going to be much, much different. I think there's going to be brand names that we've grown up with that will be no longer uh, there'll be brand names that we're not familiar with or that are brand new that will take over the voids left. Uh, I think we're going to change the way we do things. Luckily, you know, online shopping uh, is something that we've ramped up for better or worse in the last few years. And luckily, we're more used to doing that, getting our products delivered to us. And so we're just going to have to do that for a while. And, and perhaps that's going to be even more. Um, prominent of a way to get our goods than it was in the past. But uh, I guess we can't... The best thing we can do is is have a brave face. You know, of course, you've got a lot of podcasts. I've got a lot. We've got a lot of videos, uh, a lot of uh, things people can read. You know, we've got some of your stories up at OpenMinds.tv. Uh, we've got tons of stuff there so people can hopefully enjoy the the hours and hours and pages and pages of work that we've done over the years if they haven't and hopefully they'll enjoy that and find other things to entertain themselves while we get through this but we just got to hunker down and and be brave but uh, thank you for the opportunity to come on the show and kind of share my perspective and I hope everybody stays safe
18: Hey Ryan and everyone out there in the skies. This is Alan Smith from Paranormal Now on KGRA Radio. Ryan, thank you so much for inviting me to do this. I first just want to say to everyone out there, I wish you the absolute best in mental, physical, financial health and wellness. This is a really tough time and there are very few times in history where we can all say that we're in this together and we are now here in New York as Ryan knows we're feeling it a little bit more intensely than in other places but make no mistake we are in this together and I hope that because of that we are able to think bigger lead with love and compassion and try to keep divisiveness tampered down as much as possible no matter what the topic is because we need to lift each other up. And so I'm always trying to look at the bright side of this this tragic event that has affected my wife and I very directly. Um, we, you know, are spending more time at home and um, we don't know where we're going to be uh, in weeks or a month or two from now financially, just like many of you. So what I do is I wake up every morning and I just think about what I'm grateful for. And that's something I've, I've started doing a couple of years ago anyway, but now I do it multiple times a day. Uh, whether it's the tiniest thing, a book that made me happy, a comment somebody made on Facebook, a friend, a family member, the love of my life, work that I once had that was steady and good for a time. You know, I just, the fact that we, at least for now, can watch, you know, Netflix and, and the sort, whatever it is, just, just grasp that. And with that said, yeah, we we are binge-watching our fair share <laughs> of shows. Um, we're watching Outlander on Netflix. It's a really good series. It started in 2014, so we've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but we just finished binge-watching Self Made on Netflix. The Life and Times of Madam C.J. Walker. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it to everybody out there. Um, but as far as ufological work and and the paranormal, yeah, like Ryan, I've, I've been doing more... Interviews and I'm working on videos because, hey, now I have time to do something that I I didn't have time to do before. Um, The irony of of it all, sure, is that it comes out of something dark. But you know what? That's okay. I'm I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can uh, while I can, because I can't change what is. And that's another thing that has really helped me is that I have no control over this thing. I have no idea how long it's going to last. So just sort of have to like take breaths and surrender and just let go. There's nothing I can do about this. All I can do is live one day at a time and be as rational as possible and think about all the possible outcomes and plan for them. So we talk about them, we write them down and um, get ourselves prepared as possible, which also just helps alleviate anxiety as far as podcasts go. I started listening to Extraterrestrial on Pyrocast. Now, I don't know how, how I missed this, but I'm really glad I found this podcast. Actually, it was referred to me by Michael Eight from Septembrio. So I'm doing that. And as far as ufological cases go, yeah, I'm looking at right now the Battle of Los Angeles in 1942 at the height of war, War II. Everybody was on edge. There was an alert earlier that day, then another alert that night, the sirens went off. Somebody thought they saw something in the sky. Then hours of a barrage of artillery, and I think most likely it was just tension in the air, and the somebody thought they saw something, but it really wasn't anything in particular. They just shoot, just just paranoia spread. But if there was an actual craft there, well, why in the heck couldn't we shoot it down, right? After two hours So I I still I just love cases That leave the door open Just a tiny bit Even if I think it's Likely a mundane explanation I love that little bit of mystery So I'm enjoying that now So I'll leave it there And I just want to wish you all Peace And love And strength And unity Let's Let's help each other And be there for each other And the good work that That Ryan is doing here Is a part of that So Thank you all again And uh, be well
13: Hi everyone, this is N.K. Cranda and I work in experiencer research and preservation and I had the very pleasant invitation from Ryan Sprague to come and talk about some of the things that I've been up to during the coronavirus vac- quarantine and I wanted to share with you um, a pretty special story today. Uh, a lot of my followers know that I, I'm an experiencer but I don't share my experiences but I thought that this one was pretty meaningful and it was worth talking about. So, my daughter, who is five, ended up getting sick and she had some feverish symptoms. She just wasn't feeling good and she was shaking all over. So I went ahead and I made an appointment with the hospital. And because she had a fever, of course, we had four or five phone calls where they were freaking out and demanding whether or not that she needed to go to the emergency room. And I said, No, she's gonna be fine. She's got an appointment with pediatrics. It'll be okay. It's not the coronavirus. I've been monitoring her and I said, Okay, fine. So I finally took her over to the hospital. And they had completely fenced off the entire hospital, like with rented chain link fences. um, The gate guards had guns out and they had about six medical staff standing in front of every single door, just in complete uh, white robes and masks and everything else. So my daughter, who's starting to get really scared, I I walked up to them and I said, hi, you know, we have an appointment with pediatrics at nine o'clock. And they said, oh, well, do you have an appointment? I was like I, I'm pretty sure I just said that and they're like oh well does she have any fever sim- or does she have any flu symptoms and I said she she has a fever you know she, she's doing okay I've already called and they're like well we can't let you in you have to go over there to emergency room because that's where we're quarantining everyone and I immediately got extremely anxious but luckily I have existed in the world of military medical units for over 10 years and I, I kind of walked my daughter off to the side and I talked to her for a minute And I called the security sergeant over and I said, Look, she's five and she has a fever. She has no other symptoms. And if I take her over to the emergency room, she'll be sitting with extremely sick people all day. And she'll probably get sicker. We we could just put a mask on her and walk her over to pediatrics and they'll take care of it from there. So because I was so calm and because I was so logical and, you know, just trying to keep myself together for the sake of my daughter, the security sergeant actually ended up escorting us all the way over to pediatrics. So they, they did a flu swab and all kinds of stuff that made her really angry, and I had to give her Oreos to make up for it. And um, at the end of it, we ended up sitting in a, a big, gigantic hall where there's a pharmacy and there's a cafeteria, and you know, we're waiting for her meds. She ended up having strep throat, the poor thing. And when you have PTSD like I do, um, you become very hypervigilant about things. So I was watching the body language of everybody, and I was watching people talk, and just the way they were moving around. And I could just tell that everyone was extremely anxious, like just panic was completely under the surface. And I was so worried. I was like, you know, if there's a hundred more people that come in here, you know, if there's an hour long wait at the pharmacy, like people are going to start really freaking out. And what am I going to do here alone with my five-year-old daughter? So while I'm sitting there, just quietly panicking and smiling and trying to talk to my daughter, a man came over and he was wearing a, a Vietnam veteran hat. And he was obviously in his, in his late 70s, early 80s. And he said, hello, young ladies, how are you doing today? And uh, I, I know that you all know about social distancing and he came right up to us. And I was like, well, here's an opportunity for me to freak out and be a Karen and tell him to back off and that she's sick. I was like, you know, let, let's let's just see what happens. Like, he seems really friendly. And he walked up to my daughter and he said, would you like a lollipop? And she said, sure. And he said, OK, go ahead and pick one from the bag. And she picked out an orange one, and she was really happy. And he said, may I tell you the story about the lollipops? And she said, okay. And he said, every time that you pick out a lollipop, you get a smile. And a smile goes back into the bag with the lollipops. And he said, do you know what color you picked? And she said, orange. He said, that means that there's an orange smile that goes inside of my lollipop bag. And when I go home tonight, I'm going to open up my lollipop bag. And your orange smile is going to turn into an orange butterfly and my kitty cats are going to chase it all around the ceiling. And she smiled. And I smiled. And he said, do you think that that's true? And my daughter very proudly was like, of course it's true. You gave me a lollipop. And she started sucking on the lollipop. And she was really happy. And the the man's wife was just completely flabbergasted. She said, you know, we gave a lollipop to a four-year-old and told him that story. And he said, that's fiction. <laughs> so it w- it was such a meaningful human interaction amidst all of this insanity with the quarantine and to bring it back to synchronicity which um, Carl Jung who was a a pretty famous psychiatrist said that it's a deep and meaningful coincidence and a couple weeks prior I was sitting with um, a very dear friend who unfortunately I no longer get to talk to anymore so that makes this conversation that much more meaningful and I was telling him how much I was struggling with life, you know, I was struggling with legal issues i was struggling with relationship issues i was struggling with work and with money and being a single mom and having to to burden all of these responsibilities along with everything else i have to do and i said you know it's like the universe senses like just when i can't take anymore like it it sends me one little thing for help it'll send me a, a a dog or a person or you know just just something that will make me smile and keep going And I looked at my friend and I said, I just really don't understand why the universe wants me to keep going. And he looked at me and he said, it's because of all the butterflies. I said, what do you mean? And he said, you know, the butterfly effect where you help one person and then that person helps another person. And then maybe that person helps two people. And those butterflies just keep going and keep expanding and keep evolving. So I was sitting in that hospital, you know, with my kid that's sneezing and puking everywhere and, you know, being a mom that had only slept for two hours. It was, it was an amazingly beautiful synchronicity and I'm glad that I got to realize it. But, um, I, I really hope that all of you stay calm out there and, you know, keep your head about you. It, that, that hospital situation was a perfect situation where I could have lost my mind and lost my head and, you know, just really made everything worse. But I, I chose to stay calm, I chose to push the issue, I chose to use logic, and I ended up getting my daughter the care that she needed, and also a lollipop, and a wonderful story, and a wonderful experience, so just remember that there's nothing out there that's worth your life or endangering your family, you know, stay home, stay safe, and we're going to make it through this, you guys, we've already made it through so many things that were so much worse, and I know that you're survivors, so honor yourself because you survived and this is nk and hopefully this isn't the last time that you hear my voice but maybe the first of many but anyway i'll talk to you guys soon and thank you ryan for having me on the show